0: and there's no sucking up here. You're minion number one, so there'll probably be a little bit sucking up here.
1: to episode 60 of Comical Podcast. I'm your
0: host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... The Immaculate Lord Horsticlise. Immaculate, huh? <laughs> the daunting, the up. machissimo, uh, the sickly, the frail. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Horsticlise is never frail. Um, Miguel
1: Garza certainly can be. <laughs> that guy's a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> with me is also my lovely wife, Heather.
2: Hey, guys, what's up?
1: She's very energetic today. But there was no check, check the mic, boy... <laughs> Not today. I can, bring, apparently. I can
2: bring
3: that
1: back. I just, I'm just keeping it in in, in check. I got you. Okay, okay. All right. And then, of course, we have a very special guest, Minion Number One himself, Chris Ryder.
3: Fellow minions, watch in awe as the Lord Horstocles tramples the world under hoof, and then laugh mightily as we make the new guy follow behind him with a shovel.
0: <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that parade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's who's gonna be one with the shovel?
2: I would pay for a pay ticket. Him.
0: One? Nah, we can't make one shovel. It's always the new guy. I will let uh, will let uh, let <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Who are you gonna call out? The looker. Five one nine. We'll let five one nine carry the shovel. <laughs> so he, he's the reliever. <laughs> the reliever. <laughs> Pick up my poop. <laughs> Do it. All right then. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs>
2: Do it, and you shall be rewarded.
1: Well, this is our uh, one year anniversary episode. We started out this show last January uh, just on a, a whim, something I've been wanting to do, something I've been wanting to try.
0: Something I didn't want to do, something you, I didn't care to try.
1: You fought me tooth and nail on it, but then you finally came around and tried it with me and, and you fell in love with it. That's why
0: I'm missing four teeth. I didn't do that to you. <laughs> Lord Gapticles here. I am not the one who gave you diabetes. You did not eat those peeps. <laughs> That's because I fought you there.
1: <laughs> so, anyways. A year. This is a year. Yeah. And to commemorate it, we had to have Mini number 1 on since uh, Chris Ryder is one of the first people who really helped to promote us and helped to support us once we got out there on iTunes and Stitcher and everything.
0: That's not what you said the first time he tweeted behind us.
1: You're like, who's this weirdo? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, that was that other guy. My bad. I I I said, wow, somebody's listening to us.
3: (laughs) That's what I said. And now it's just, oh, yeah, that weirdo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, Chris. We don't think of you that way.
3: But did you guys think that you would last a whole year? Um,
1: there's definitely been some rocky points. Miguel has a lot of involvement in his kids' lives, and his kids are doing all kinds of sports and activities, and...
0: Damn, you make it sound like I got, like, 16 latchkey kids out there or something. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean... Little little Steve, little little Joe, little little horse, little... He's Mexican, though, right? Like... (laughs) I'm Catholic, too. Wanna throw that one in there?
1: (laughs) You bastard. (laughs) So, I mean, Miguel has, uh had to reprioritize a few times and we've had to move the show around and sometimes things have gotten difficult and financially especially, it was difficult in the beginning.
0: Yeah, because when we first started, I was still doing basketball too. Mm-hmm. Me personally, coaching.
1: Oh, wow. So you got pretty busy. Yeah, you're right. I've never, I've never felt like giving up or quitting or anything. I mean, I've enjoyed doing it from day one. I've gotten frustrated with editing a few times because some of our shows have had terrible audio quality and
0: I've had to spend somewhere between six and nine hours working on them. And it's been a year later, you've gotten... Way better as we've gone on. I'm not going to say you suck back then. I mean, I thought even then you were doing a good job. I mean, granted, to make me sound decent is tough. <laughs> but yeah, you have no idea. So no, you bastard. <laughs> you have no idea how tough it is. <laughs> but again, being a year old, yeah, with people like Chris and Brian and Michael Penis and all those guys out there helping us, you know, and donating to the show and listening and my wives early on and, and everybody else. I mean, it was like, wow, thank you. And yeah, like you said early on, Chris, I didn't really think, uh, I didn't think we would like not go a year. I didn't know what to expect, how we we're going to go. But I noticed, what, what, we saved my episode 12, maybe after we started getting that geeky award crap or something, I think is when I got really serious and i like, okay, I want to be the best now. So from here on out, we got to ramp it up. Oh, no, we've been saying that. We're going to keep doing all
1: kinds of new things to promote ourselves and hopefully gain a bunch of new listeners. I mean, that's something I really want to... Too, is
0: uh reached the next level. I know. I mean, I went out got the flu and lost five pounds. That's so, how you do it. <laughs> trying to bring that sexy back for the Comic-Con again. That's right. uh, well, let's talk some comics, because that's what we're here for. Okay. You uh, sure? You want to get a little bit more Chris in there? Oh, we're going to talk more about Chris in a little bit. Okay. Good or bad? That depends bad. entirely on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk some comics. What were your top two this week, man? Number two was Goner's number four.
1: That one's being written by Jacob Simon and drawn by George Corona. Yeah. He said C-mon. <laughs> I don't know if it's pronounced C-man or c but I was trying to give him a little bit of courtesy <laughs> pronounce it that way. <laughs> I was going to
0: make noises, but I decided not to. <laughs> so why don't you tell the listeners about it? There's a guy dressed up as a wolf, basically a skinwalker, walking around. I guess they're trying to get the kids uh, and trying to get a few other things. And so they attack the police uh, and a bunch of the group of people. And they're fighting back. But then you find out that these damn wolves aren't wolves. They're actually skinwalkers. And a big freaking battle ensues. And meanwhile, the boy's having an out-of-death experience. Meets his father's ghost, who then shows him having sex. And then you see, like, like it's a demon or something. It's, like, really messed up and really good. And, and then the boy knows he has to go do something. So he drags his sister with him. And that's where the damn skinwalkers are going. So it looks like all hell's about to break loose in the last page, too. So... Good book. I enjoyed it a lot. It's pretty interesting. And the first couple books, I was like, okay, this is interesting. It's kind of, kind of kind of cool, but it's kind of grown on me. So, yeah, that was my uh, number two. Right. Yeah, I thought it was really good as well. The artwork's
1: just really cool and this. It's a different style. Um, I like some of the new supernatural elements they've added. Like you said, the Skinwalkers were pretty badass looking. And that battle with all the uh, supporters of the family looked like it was going to be pretty epic. I mean, they had tons of weapons, and
0: looks like the shit's about to hit the fan. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to read the next issue. Yeah, it, you know, it's the, the drawing is funny because, you know, it make, they, at some part it looks really, really freaking awesome and it looks like really campy in some areas. Kind of gives you that chew kind of funny feeling, though, but it's so good, though.
1: Cool. Well, what was your number one? My number one is Rain. Number one. From Kel Simons and Nate Stockman. Damn straight. It's my number one also. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was easily the best book that came out this week. There was a lot of good stuff I read, but nothing that really stuck out as being extraordinary. And I thought Rain
0: was really, really, really good. Oh, it was great. Uh, he comes out, fights the demon. Then, like, the father wants to keep him at the house. So he How come
1: his- every every time you give us synopsis that some guy comes out and fights a demon?
0: <laughs> that's half the damn books we're reading. Damn demons in there and witches and, and whores and God knows what else. <laughs> Let me take the lead on this one. Well, oh, you take the lead, then. But hang on. I just have to say this. He did keep his sex and violence separate. He did. <laughs> we, we already know that's a, a method
1: that Kell likes to use. So. <laughs> All right, so Rain is basically the story of this old order of uh, wardens for this, this world that exists. And they the order of light, but they've been gone for thousands of years, and there's kind of a myth. So the story starts out with this farm, and there's some, you know, just homely people out there working on the fields and whatnot. And this guy in full set of armor rides by. Well, as he's riding by, this giant spider erupts from the ground and starts trying to kill the farmer. Yeah, I have to have words with him about that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he put it in there just for you. Oh, nice. <laughs> so... The passerby, the warrior, is, is Rain. He's the, the title character. So he goes and he fights the spider and kills it and saves the family. So the family you know, decides to thank him by offering him dinner and letting him stay with them. And they beg him to stay on the farm and help protect him. They offer to pay him or whatever. And they try to really sway him at night. They send the daughter in to try to,
0: <laughs> you know. Vull up to his daughter. Yeah, make
1: it so that, you know, he has a, a reason to stay. Make it so. Uh, but he doesn't. He moves along. And as he's traveling on the road, he encounters some slavers. And one of them is some kind of weird mythical frog creature. Uh, I don't really know exactly what that is yet, but we'll find out more in the next issue, I'm sure. And they are aware of what he is. They are, they're aware that he's part of this ancient order that's supposed to not exist anymore. So when he makes it to the next town, all kinds of crazy shit is waiting for him. Uh, he encounters his sidekick, this girl with a staff you don't really know anything about yet. And all the town's guards may come to fight him because they think they're heretics and wizards and all kinds of craziness happens. And uh, it's just, just really good. Like, the fight scenes are incredible. The artwork's great. I've never seen Nate Stockman's art before, but
0: I was really impressed by it. And, of course, Kel's writing is excellent. I know. Another book to, to enjoy. Um, yeah, I like the spelling. R-E-Y-N. That's pretty cool. And it's an African-American hero, which you and I both, you know, we're all about diversity. We like that kind he of stuff. He in lives in a mythical world. How can he be African-American? There's no Africa there. There's That's, no well, America well, there. that, that, that dude is black. You can say black. <laughs> That dude is uh, US American black. <laughs> USDA black. Are you happy now? <laughs> USDA? What, what is it, a slab of beef? Apparently to the women. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book, Kelly. You're doing a great job, man. I totally love it, and that's why it's my number one. Fair enough. I loved it as well. It was my number one, too. What was your number two? Uh, and not what you leave in the toilet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my number two was actually Guardians of the Galaxy, number 23.
0: Oh, you dirty Uh-oh. bastard.
1: Brian Bendis is the writer. Valerio <coughs> Shiti <Huh? laughs> is the artist. That one's uh, even worse than Seaman. It's mm-hmm. is it S-H-C-I-T-I. I didn't want to say shitty. I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> to give these people some respect. <laughs> You're not doing it right now. So Valerio Shiti mm-hmm. is the artist. It's just a beautiful book. It's one of the best issues with Guardians I've seen so far. I mean, the coloring is just spectacular. It's all in space. And it's a continuation of the story from last issue where Venom has broken off of Flash Thompson and taken out all the Guardians, possessed Drax for some unknown reason, and Flash Thompson is knocked unconscious. Mm -hmm. Well, when he wakes up, all the Guardians are still out, except for Drax, who's possessed by Venom, and has flown Flash back to the planet of the symbiotes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, throughout all of Marvel's history, they've never explained where the Venom symbiote really came from. It just sort of showed up one day. You actually find out the race of the symbiote. It's a whole planet full of them. They're called the Clintar. Which is kind of an odd name, but a name's a name, I guess. Just go with it. Uh, and they're not a malicious people. They're not nearly as bad as Venom and Carnage and Toxin <laughs> make them out to be. Well, you find out why. You find out that they're part of a uh, society where they have a hive mind. Mm-hmm. And the further a symbiote gets away from the home planet, the harder it is for that connection between the, the outlying symbiote and the home world is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it starts to distort their, their abilities and their, proce- their thought process and stuff and makes them go crazy. And sometimes they end up turning into crazy villains like Venom and Carnage. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, if they possess somebody that's good, like Flash, then you know they can do all kinds of great things. And the symbiote still communicates with the homeworld. So as soon as Flash entered space, the symbiote started talking. And the homeworld was like seeing Flash as this great hero. So when they make it to the homeworld planet, they wanted to give Flash a boons. So they took the symbiote from him, put it back on him with all kinds of upgraded abilities and and. The suit that Flash has now just looks badass. I know that
0: just that was just an awesome picture, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I really liked the new design, and I'm a fan of Flash Thompson, anyways. Oh yeah, there was a lot of mad love
0: for Flash Thompson on that planet. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I'm really excited going forward to see where Flash's story goes now, now that he's you know considered to be
0: an agent of the cosmos, as they called it. And Venom is now the symbiote is completely f- healed, fixed, and it's in perfect, pristine condition again. Yeah, um, as they took care of him. But the funny part so, in that whole book too was the fact that they. Fix the other guys, on the, the Guardians, and said, we took care of all your problems, your cancer, whatever. And like Peter's like, who had cancer? And no one ever answered.
1: <laughs> the funniest part was the twist at the very end, which I'm not going to spoil because so, I think everybody should go out and read this because if you're ever a fan of Venom, you might want to know more about the alien homeworld where the symbiote came from. Uh, but that last page was pretty pretty damn funny as well. Mm. So that was my number two. Hey, good pick. What
0: was your pick of the week? Pick of the week is a, a new book. I don't know much about these people. You know a lot about it. Uh, you said it's a notebook that they brought back it powers number one also by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Avon oming is that right Michael Avon oming yes okay at least my guys is just selling stuff you know out here like <laughs> semen and, and shitting it <laughs> you call him avian it sounds like he's a bird <laughs> I try to give him that fancy name <laughs> <laughs> All right. but uh, I don't really know like people are getting powers and this one woman is part of the task agency or organization or cop, or whatever she is, and she's capping people's asses with bullets. That's pretty damn funny. And, and I don't know how to describe it. It was just really fun.
1: Yeah, I never read the original Power Series. I know very, very little about it. But uh, I read from some pe- other other reviewers who said that this issue was not a great introduction to the characters or a great introduction to the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I disagree. I read it, and it all made perfect sense. I mean, it, it follows the girl, the main character, who is part of this Bureau who monitors superhero activity or superhuman activity and then deals with it accordingly. Uh, it seems like there's some kind of registration act that's happened, like what happened in Marvel's Civil War, mm-hmm. similar to that. Um, I don't really know where the story's going because I'm not too familiar
0: with any of the characters, but I thought it was good. Yeah, at the end you see the one guy and the, the dude some hey man, you need to get back in the game. and He's in a strip club. <laughs> and there's a girl wearing a, a Spider-Man type thing. Uh, yeah i saw that i was it's like what in the world <laughs> a little bit of copyright infringement in there but yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, whatever but you know it was it was fun and you know, watching the girl going around after these powered people and her communicating with her boss and whatnot and shooting people in the ass i thought it was really damn funny and the guy's like hey i got a bullet in my ass. I got a bullet in my ass." so it was a fun book for me and you know that's why it was mine what was your pick of the week
1: uh my pick of the week was the final issue of all new x factor number 20 uh, Peter Davids the writer, and Carmine Gian Domenico is the artist. can't believe I said that right. Hey, I shed a tear. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm sad it's over. I really enjoyed that book. Did you Did you actually read the last
0: issue? No, because that book's still in your desk, and I meant to grab that one.
1: Okay. Well, a lot of stuff gets revealed. You find out where Serval came from because it just sort of popped up one day. Right. Uh, it actually came from 2099, and the guy who is running it is Miguel O'Hara's friend or frenemy if you will, because Miguel shows up with the head of Alchemax to talk to him and so, then recognizes each other immediately. And then they have to both pretend like they're not from 2099 the whole time, that's damn which, is, which is funny. And it turns out Serval was created to try to prevent the 2099 that they came from. They, they want to take down Alchemax by recruiting all the superheroes to work for them. Gotcha. Uh, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, so that storyline is going on. You find out even more about that that I'm not going to elaborate on because I don't want to spoil it. Uh, but you also finally get to see uh, Warlock come to terms with what happened between Cipher and, and Danger. Oh, oh man, <laughs> uh, it's actually really funny because Warlock bitch slaps Cipher,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, he goes to Lorna for some advice, and she kind of tells him, you know, obviously she was into you, and you, you know, turned her away, so that's why she moved on. You can't hold that against either one of them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I now I feel like I want her. And she's like, well, then go talk to her. You know, it's never too late.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he does. And the two of them end up getting together in, like, one of the last pages of the thing. But what happens is they turn into this giant mechanical floating ball that's, like, shooting light beams out of it. And everybody comes into the room because there's, like, this big explosion. They're like, what's going on? And Lorna's like, I think they're having sex. And she turns around and walks away. <laughs> She's like, I'm going another sandwich. And Gamet's like, me too. Wait up. <laughs> it was a really funny issue and a good end to the series. Although it did sort of leave it at a cliffhanger, which I kind of hate because the series is over. But hopefully somebody picks it up and the team isn't just disbanded with no explanation because I really did enjoy that series. Cool. Well, what about you, Chris? What did you read this week that you liked?
3: I feel kind of bad for being minion number one. I did not read a single comic book you guys just mentioned.
0: <laughs> You're cut.
3: <laughs> well, what did you read that you liked? Um, I really liked, I thought Tooth and Claw this week really, or last week really worked. I thought the first, the first issue was kind of tough for me to get into mm-hmm. just because it was it was setting up so much stuff. But now that the action's really kind of moving, I think this is actually kind of an interesting world, and, you know, I liked the—oh, gosh, what was the wolf the wolf lady's name? I thought she was kind of a cool character. Oh, the
0: traitors, bitch? Yeah, the traitor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of her name. I can't remember the name either. It was a weird name. I, yeah. Ugh.
3: But I thought that was kind of a cool idea of having her just sort of being a, a scoundrel, and, you know, I always liked those characters. Um, I also thought Moon Knight was really, really good. I kind of like the direction they're going in with him, where he's no longer really Moon Knight. And now he's having to, uh, I guess he's going to have to try and prove himself worthy of being the Moon Knight again.
0: He's kind of falling right now. (laughs)
3: Literally and figuratively.
0: No, I like both of those books. I I agree with you. Number one, uh, Tooth and Claw was hard to get into. I had to go back and go through it again. But when number two came out, oh man, I was all on board after that. The champion coming back was pretty
3: cool. Uh, yeah, it, and it picked up just really fast, you know.
0: That was um, that was in consideration for one for my one of my books as we just got edged out.
3: Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, I guess the other one I really liked, um I don't know if you guys have read October Faction.
1: I've heard good things, but I've not read it. No.
3: It's fairly cool and um the guy who does the art, I think his name is Damian Worm, which is an odd name, but he he looks very similar to Ben Temple Smith is the only reason I picked up the book. Huh. This art is so similar in style. It's it's in, it's really incredible.
0: So it's right at Miguel's alley, Ben. That's right, Ben Templewood, baby.
3: And it's all about monsters and demons and witches yeah.
0: and all that stuff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and for Justin, it's all about sex criminals and sex and dildo hammers and. <laughs> it's not all about that. <laughs> those seem to be your favorite books. <laughs> no, I just want to make sure you read those books.
1: <laughs> I never said they were my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. Cool. Well, I, I liked all those books, too, that you mentioned. I mean, I didn't read October Faction, but I did read Tooth and Claw, and I did read Moon Knight. Uh, I thought both were really good, but I thought the ones we mentioned were a little bit better.
3: Maybe they are.
1: <laughs> it's, so, all in, it's all in the eye of the beholder, right?
3: True, and like I said, I haven't read those ones, so so maybe I'll have to pick them up and and tell you either you're right or you're wrong.
0: I'm always right. Uh, <laughs> I personally believe the Horse Minions comic is the greatest thing out there right now.
3: Well,
1: I agree with that. <laughs> Now, Chris and I have been working together, somewhat, for how many weeks now, Chris? No cheese on the credit.
3: <laughs> started in July, right?
1: Yeah, I think it was back in July. But we've done 29 Horse Minions comics. Okay. Only twenty. I drew one. I did draw one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. You didn't get very many likes that week. No. No, I'm just going to switch it. <laughs> it. It made me laugh to see it. Well, good. That was the, That was the intention. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make you happy.
0: I was really worried if anybody else liked it. I told him while you were gone, doing whatever you were doing, um, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I know, it was you were working hard. Um, yeah. And so I told him, you know what we could do? I said, well, he's out. We could have, like, special people do it. Like, I told him, Justin, you can draw pretty well. You can do one. It's not, it'll be, yours will be pretty good, like Chris's. I mean, I'm going to say up to his standard, but you're going to be pretty close. And then we'll have somebody, like, lower than you. The lower than then finally I'll draw one. It'll be nothing but stick figures. You know, and then when you come back, you're like, what the hell? (laughs) You got like Horsticles on some kind of rant because this comic
3: looks like shit. Who drew this crap?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we we trashed that idea. Yeah, (laughs) you never gave it a chance.
3: So I think that would have been kind of fun. Aha,
1: minion one agrees with
0: the great (laughs) Lord Horsticles.
1: It wasn't really about that. It was about the time commitment. <laughs> we were super busy. Like you remember how many episodes we put out in December?
0: I can't remember. Yeah, it
1: was like seven episodes in December. We were super busy. I
0: thought it was more than that. Yeah. I felt like I was two. here at your house all the time. Stop stop spending time in my backyard when I'm not. Hey, home, right? whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about you, Chris. Uh since you are our guest today.
3: Uh why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I don't know. I'm really not that interesting.
0: <laughs> You're not the most interesting man in the world.
3: <laughs> not the most interesting man in the world, or or the room. Even though I'm in here, I'm sitting in my room by myself. Uh, I grew up in the church. You know, my parents are pastors. I'm just a good, uh, good old fashioned kid. And then I grew up and became really weird. Uh, love comic books. Love tattoos. Love playing my ukulele and my blues harmonica. And love drawing comics. You know, that's uh, that's pretty much all there is to me.
2: How long have you been playing
3: ukulele? Yeah, I've been playing for probably seven years. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I lived in Hawaii for about five years and, and picked it up down there because you kind of have to. <laughs> really? That's it's a nice. requirement. <laughs> it is. Because everyone plays them. They're so cheap, you can just kind of pick them up and play with them. That's really cool. How's the singing? Uh, My singing or the singing? Your singing. <laughs> uh, my singing is pretty good. I like to think so. You know, I sing in the shower. Nice.
1: What do you sing? <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> you know, it's Beast Man and Merman's greatest hits, right?
3: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what was it? I Love You Babe or I Got You Babe? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look away.
3: <laughs>
1: that was catchy. You can't get that out of your fucking head. I had that in my head for like two months. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pretty much, I just, um, like, as an artist, if that's, if that's more, probably a little bit more appropriate that we talk about. Uh, as an artist, I just, I love making people laugh, I love entertaining people. You know, I like I like the idea that my stuff is out there. You know, I'm, I like when I made you guys T-shirts. I just like the idea that that like somewhere, like somebody's wearing my art. That's just that fascinates me for some some strange reason. You know.
1: And you know we we love it too, man. I mean, those T-shirts you sent us were awesome, and we wear them to conventions. Not not every time, but at least every other time. Yeah, we try to well, wear them
3: once. I've seen yeah. a few pictures of you guys in them. It makes it makes me laugh a bit. Well, we
1: we do love the Horse Minions comic. I mean, every week we look forward to seeing what you're going to send us. Or I know you and I shoot ideas back and forth, uh, and some of those have made it into the strip. Some of them have not. But you know, it's always <laughs> it's always such an amazing thing to watch the reveal to Miguel's face. You know, <laughs> like I wish you were here with me sometimes when I hand him the comic so I can read it for the
0: first time because sometimes he's like, "What the hell." Well, I know you give him he gives you the pencils and even then you won't even show me the pencils at time. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for the new comic. He hasn't, he's there laughing, but he won't show it to me, the bastard. Until oh, wait, wait, oh here it comes out now. <laughs> you dick.
3: Well, actually I've not been doing that for a while. I used to I used to give them to Justin early to kind of approve. I don't know how long it's been since we've done that. It was back
1: in November since the last time. But I mean I didn't really need approval to approve them. I mean, you, you do a great job with them. Uh, I just like to see them early, and it always makes me chuckle when yeah, my day a little
0: bit. You like to tease me that I can't see them. That's why. <laughs> oh, that too. That too.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't, remember. I don't remember which one it was, but there was one where your response to me was that you were, I think you were at uh, Heather's school like grading a test or administering a test, and it made you laugh out loud.
1: Yeah, I was procuring an SAT test when I got the email, and I opened it up, and I couldn't
0: help but laugh. And all the kids looked at me.
2: <laughs> That's never good, but
0: funny. Was that the one where all the people were lined up? Idiot felt that everybody should show love. Yeah, it might be,
1: it might be the one that, or it might have been the one where it first had you and me uh, with the horse to sleeves. Oh,
0: everybody.
1: No, <laughs> <100% off>. forget <laughs> it. Percent off. There's definitely some great ones.
0: Yeah, I'm going to touch on some of the other stuff you said earlier. Being your parents are both pastors, and growing up with um, the family environment you did, and what kind of show we actually have does it irk you sometimes with uh, some of the topics we actually talk about or some of the stuff we say?
3: No. No, I, I mean, especially, like, I live in San Francisco now. Or I live in, I live in South San Francisco, but I work in the city. Um, you guys are tame.
1: This is the guy who drew the cartoon with the bucket of porn. That's true.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That might have been a stupid question.
3: <laughs> this, this is a tame podcast. Um, I actually remember one time my folks, um, after, the, you know, they came to visit me, and we went to church here in South City, and then we were going to go see, I was going to take my mom to go see a movie in downtown, and we had forgotten that it was the Folsom Street Fair this weekend. And the Folsom Street Fair is pretty much like a, a bondage fair, like out on the street.
2: Nice.
3: And we completely forgot about it, so I, ha- I got the pleasure of driving through, like, this weird bondage Fetish nightmare escape with my parents, who are both masters in the car with me. And we just thought it was, you know, it was just what it was, man. It's
2: just another average
3: day, right? It, in San Francisco, it absolutely is. <laughs> exactly.
1: Must be another dodgeball team on the way to play. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I heard Horse
2: Displease say, bring it on, babe. Yeah,
1: we're, what were we doing out there leading the pack, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm sure Horsesleeves was out there somewhere, yeah. <laughs> For
0: sure. That would be awesome.
2: He was showing his hooves.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great Like if he was to go out and that, see that again, and that guy walks by with a horse head on, I would like, freaking die laughing. Oh, now you know that Horsesleeves is going to be leading a
1: bondage parade in the comic strip, right?
0: <laughs> oh, so <just summer. laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: come on now. Oh, the major <laughs> behind him. <bottom. laughs> and you behind him with your hand, horse head? <laughs> Yeah, the best minion is the one with the ball gag who can't talk.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, no, nothing Nothing you guys say uh, irks me ever.
1: Well, that's good to know. I mean, we we listen to some other podcasts that are fairly vulgar as well, and I know that we're relatively tame. But we're also we, – we, you can be funny without being extremely vulgar, I feel.
0: Yeah, we ramped up the swearing a little bit here and there. But uh, here lately, you know, as we got further down into our
3: episodes. It's,
1: it's not that bad to say fucking shit and damn once in a while, but, like –
3: so a lot of it has to do with context as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think the cussing offends very many people as long as it's, you know, appropriate. I got you. Yeah, you have to, you have
2: to stick a fuck in there and the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a huge bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, Chris, you're also engaged, aren't you? I am, yeah. That's right. Our minions want to know. When's the wedding uh, date?
3: Uh, the wedding date? I actually, it was going to be my birthday. Nice. Uh, that's one, of, that's one of the things I told my fiance very early on is that because I would never wanted to forget an anniversary, like we were going to have to get married on my birthday. So July 26th, and she agreed to it. Whoa, whoa,
0: oh, whoa, God. whoa, whoa, whoa. Minion One's birthday is July 26th. Yep. Lord Horsicles birthday is July 28th. Hey. Really? Yes, sir. I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can't clean up your shit. He came before you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so is the most man on the toilet bowl. I don't, I don't have no freaking minions. They're on
0: strike. Once you take out baby cow, you'll be all right. Who is the baby cow? Where did the baby cow come from? You you brought it up on the show. <laughs> it was you. You're talking about <laughs> part of how hard it was to tip over the baby cow. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's that damn cow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, okay. <laughs> One of the hard things about writing this is you guys put out so much material for me to to try and latch on onto that. You know, every time I think I have stuff planned out, you know, Miguel opens his mouth and, and plops something down really good and. I just I can't help it, I have to change things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See the look he's giving me. <laughs>
3: oh <my God. laughs> no, it's it's a good thing, man. It's it's very much a good thing. Uh Chris, <laughs> I, I,
0: did you say, and I don't remember this correctly now, but are you actually working on a comic book?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to. It's it's a lot of work, man.
0: It is a lot of work. I'm writing mine and I've
1: barely gotten anything done. <laughs> I know you've been saying that for a year now.
3: <laughs>
1: it's only been eleven months. Come on eleven months. Yeah, come I on, bro. Not even, not even a year yet. Are you gonna
3: finish that book? <laughs> come I on, Brian. How's it going? You're doing pretty good. I feel your pain, Justin. I feel your pain. <laughs> Can I go put you in the
1: book? Well, if I wasn't busy editing the show six or nine hours every time, I'd have time to write. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if, if you heard all the stuff Miguel said that didn't make it to the show, you'd have even more ammo to use against
0: him. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <can't say that. laughs> So, what's the uh, how much of this book can you tell us about?
3: As of right now, it's kind of it's going to be kind of it's a mini a mini uh, thing that you hate. got about thirteen issues planned, and it's uh, it's very very Lovecraft uh, based. You know, I love Cthulhu mythos and all that good stuff, so it's very much sort of in that in that world.
0: So he knows I'm going to like it, (laughs) even though it is a mini.
3: Lots of violence. Is there a guy fighting a demon
1: because he he likes books where it starts out that way?
3: Uh, actually, the way I have it written right now, it starts off in, in a bathroom, so... So he'll,
1: so he'll like that, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off with a looker? He likes
3: it anywhere. With
0: a looker? Cthulhu's, like, looking at some guy in the bathroom? That's not right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Stop looking! Maybe someone's having dreams in the bathroom.
0: So you're doing it all by yourself?
3: No, 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 no. Uh, I'm ri- So I'm writing it. Uh-huh. Uh, working with a friend of mine who's going to be drawing it. Just because I think his, his style of art's going to fit it a bit better. Plus, I just I, I don't think I could take on a whole thing by myself. So, yeah,
0: it's got to be. Are you guys publishing it by yourself, or is someone going to pick up the tab for
3: you? Not what I'm thinking about doing, because unlike you guys, I, I do the comiXology app for everything. That's one of the, that's one of the issues I have here in San Francisco is there aren't a whole lot of comic shops. Hmm. So yeah, I download everything, and so I'm thinking of just doing like a comiXology submission and seeing if if I can kind of work it that way.
1: That's cool. Well, whenever you get further along in it and start actually putting something out, you know, definitely let us know, and we will promote the hell out of it for you.
3: Oh, of course. You guys will be the first to know.
0: Awesome. We'll put it in the horse news. Yeah, you have to have a horse in there somewhere. For <laughs> the that's right. Damn it. That's why Steve <laughs> didn't win the book of the year because he didn't have a horse.
3: <laughs> that's why, and that's why Translucid did so well. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: he was a white horse. Why well, is he got to be our race man? What about races? wearing <laughs> a white suit. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
1: Well, I guess we can move on to the uh, the next segment. Okay. This is uh, called Comical Podcast Trivia. You know, I hate this crap. <laughs> we were just talking about trivia earlier. You started playing with uh, one of our former guests, Heather Antos, right? And she's kicking my ass. <laughs> I've beaten
0: her once. I think I'm going to win, and then she comes back on this amazing run, and I lose. Trivia's never been your strong suit, man. Yeah, but this is like my areas. I mean, there's entertainment, which is about movies. Sports, hello. And then... The G. other four that I, you know, art and, <laughs> so, art and science. And <laughs> so, yeah. You're just like everybody else and you know two categories. Actually, no, I'm doing pretty well. I'm pretty good in science and uh, I forgot what the other categories. Yes, I'm
2: going to challenge you to
0: kick your ass. Art is and you one that's really killing me. You.
2: Then you got other Square beating you. Nice. Oh, yeah.
0: Nah, I'm going to own you.
1: <laughs> well, let me, uh, let me ask these questions and uh, I'll get an answer from each one of you. And then we will see who's closer to the right answer. So uh, when was the first appearance of Horsetocles? Oh, my God. That's a tough one.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, ooh. Uh, that's going to be episode three. Episode three. Okay. okay. What do you say, Chris?
3: Oh, hmm, I'm going to go one more than him, and I'll say four. What the hell is this? The prize is right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Heather?
2: I've been zero, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, episode nine?
1: Nine. Well, Heather's the closest. It was episode 10. Damn it. it took 10 episodes oh. for you to say, I'm Lord Horsticles, and me go,
0: What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, really? Yeah. I figured I brought it out early. Nope.
2: You didn't come yeah. running out of the gate.
0: So, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a point for
1: Heather.
2: Yes, I have scored one point.
1: So, uh, question two Who was our very first Kickstarter guest? Uh, first person who says it gets it on this one. Was it Spicy Toilet? Yes, it was.
2: Yeah, it was <laughs> So
1: one point for Miguel. Yes. Okay, this is a two-parter. What episode had our first funny clip before the music, and what was it? Damn, that's tough. You can get another one. It's two-parter. It was
0: episode four. <clears throat> mm, no, I'm going to go later than that. Uh, five. <laughs> I'm going to say episode episode 10, and you did the horse. What do you think it was, Chris?
3: Uh, I have no clue. I'm I'm just I'm just being a jerk and, and guessing one more than Heather. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what did you think it was, Heather? Oh damn it, it wasn't that. It was the uh it wasn't the horse, it was the some damn it whoa, <laughs> not, what it, was. it was not the crap crap crap. Or it was the god damn it balls, crap, crap, no no was it the penis, penis, penis? No. Damn it. Oh hell. Was it raccoon
3: <laughs> genitals?
1: No, raccoon genitals was way later. <laughs>
3: That was way later,
1: yeah. Okay, well, Chris gets the point for guessing the episode. What
3: this
1: was this is this? Five, episode 6. Four. Really? So it was episode
2: 6, that's right. Chris was the
1: closest on that, so everybody has one point. I
2: remember what you said.
1: And uh, what you said was, give it to me, give it to that's me, right. give it to me, you give it to me. <laughs> me. Okay, something like
0: that.
1: <laughs> uh, next question. What episode had the first mention of the minions? Episode 12. What say you, Chris?
3: When was the, the first Horsticles was 10? Yes. Um, I'll, I'll say 13.
2: Give it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say
1: 16. Well, Miguel was the closest. It was episode 9.
2: Oh.
1: Because uh, he actually called them his horse step minions. <laughs> and then on the next episode, he became horse to <laughs> uh, I see. Huh, wow. Question 5. When was the first appearance
2: of Merman?
0: Ooh, damn.
2: Episode
0: 22. This is the Steve Orlando thing. 18? Let's say you, Chris?
3: You guys are saying 18 and 22.
1: That's what... Yeah.
2: No cheating. <laughs> <Miguel>. <laughs> oh,
3: my gosh. I'm Cheater please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm in to lead. I've never been a lead in Damn Trudy in this damn show ever.
3: You're lucky. I'm going to go earlier than that for some reason. I'm going to say 15.
1: Well, Chris is the closest. Damn it. And you're all ah. way off. It was episode three when we had Will on the show.
3: Man, Oh, wow. that's right. Oh,
0: because <laughs> his stupid fish face. <laughs> <laughs> That episode was not memorable. I'm sorry. Maybe the Merman, but everything else about it was not super, you know. But that was the first appearance of Merman.
1: Oh, yeah. How did you not know that, this place? All right. So, the counterpart to that, when was the first appearance of Beastman?
0: That was way later. That was after Steve. I'm going to say episode 23. Chris?
3: Yeah. I feel that Beastman was a ways after. I'll say 25. I'll say 20.
1: Miguel got it spot on. It was 23. Yeah, baby. Holy guacamole.
0: Holy guacamole. Babe. <laughs> <Man. laughs> I can't do the beast man. There he is. <laughs> 23. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so
1: here's a good one. When did I first ask somebody to tell me a funny story? Episode 32. And what? It's a two parter. And what story was it? I have a story. Bathroom story.
2: No, it was when
3: Miguel ripped his pants.
1: Damn it. What episode? Was it
3: 26?
1: What episode do you think it was, Chris?
3: I think I'm gonna side. I'm gonna side with Heather on whatever she guesses. <laughs> I don't have to know what's going on. Hey, I'm the one in the lead.
2: <laughs> if this was your story. <laughs> you should remember that shit. Heather
1: gets a point for getting the story right. <laughs> I'll
2: say sixteen or something.
1: It's episode nine. Yeah, a lot happened that episode. Holy,
2: <laughs> no wonder.
1: What episode was the first appearance of Horse to Sleeze and who was the guest? It's two parter.
3: Ooh, I must say Steve Orlando, the great Steve Orlando. Just because he always he always seems really sleazy, so that's gonna be my guess. <laughs> no offense if you're listening, Steve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, Simon Gun. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Kel Simons, uh, and I can't remember what episode he was on. Okay. <laughs>
3: Horse to
0: sleaze? Mm-hmm. It was a guest you were there for.
3: You were there physically, Heather. Um maybe you not. You there that. physically. <laughs>
1: Actually, she was involved in that episode. She talked to him. Oh. It was episode 25. Okay. With Peter Hahn. Ah. Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah,
2: okay, okay, okay.
1: The Kel episode was episode 5 or 6. Oh, yeah. I don't remember, man. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> that all was like starting, way they all starting to, yeah. All right. When was
0: the first appearance of The Looker? <laughs> oh, gosh. That has to be around episode 27.
3: I'd say 32.
0: It's somewhere near close to when the bonus spot came out, so I'm going to say episode 27. Chris?
3: I feel like the looker probably came as a result of one of Miguel's many bathroom <laughs> rants, and so that doesn't really narrow it down. <laughs> At all. <laughs> so they're guessing 27 and 32? Yeah. Uh, I'll go I'll go 25. I wish you'd
1: stuck with your gone up one more strategy because it was 35.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it, was ah. the,
1: it was the first Dear Lord Horsesicles episode.
0: Alright, this is the last uh, trivia trivia question. So if I miss this and they get this right, they tie me. Okay, pressure.
1: What episode came out in conjunction with the very first Horse Minions comic?
0: Episode 25. Chris?
3: Um man, I don't You're the damn artist. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I should know it. I'll be I'll be honest with you though, I don't even remember what the first minions comic was.
0: You the two minions sitting on the chair, right? Talking about one of me wanting to see uh, Twilight again.
3: Oh, that's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> it was rough back then.
2: <laughs> what
3: episode? Episode
0: 35? I said 25.
3: 35. I'll say 26 then. I'll go back to, that to being a jerk.
1: I can't believe you guys going to win this thing. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> it was episode 17, the Mother's Day episode. Oh, nice. <laughs> Beast Mom? Beast Mom.
0: <laughs> yes, I win. I win.
1: Right. woo now I, now I just have a couple questions for you that are related to this trivia. I am low. Uh, of all the episodes we've done, which one was your favorite and which one was your least favorite? Who you
0: throwing that out to first? You. Me? Mm-hmm. Least favorite is the one I can do first. Number three. <laughs> the Will episode? <laughs>
2: yeah, that would be my least favorite.
0: Only because, and that's number one was a close one to it. Only because I just thought hey, we have so high expectations for that. And it looked like it was going to be good. And then we kind of just like, it just seemed dull. Uh, number one was right Real right close to it Because Comic theater Oh my god And we were just First come out No way So I put three As the, the my worst Followed by number one uh, The best episode That's without Hands down That's the Steve Orlando one uh, Which one One two or three You're asking me to choose man <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to say God damn it What was the second one about Those are $500 sunglasses Asshole what was number one about? Number one was the first meeting of Steve. Yeah. Number three Dash was
2: VR. number
0: three was after the Christmas special. Yeah, and that was just like two and a half hours of bleh. just all over the damn place. Uh, oh God, he ramped he rented it up on episode three. Mine is going to have to be episode three with Steve Orlando, the third third sitting down with him. It was just it was just Steve in rare form, just going at it and just making me laugh, and I was just crying the entire episode. I was fighting really hard not to bust out laughing so much. Okay. What Even about you? I did.
1: <laughs> what about you, Chris? What were your uh, favorite and least favorite episodes we've done so far?
3: Man, num- yeah, episode one was I, yeah. I can actually remember exactly where I was when I listened to it. It was that bad. Some of the <laughs> I just had no clue what was going on.
1: But you kept listening and we appreciate that. <laughs> 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 Thank you,
3: Pudding Pop. Yeah, that was that was yeah. Well, I'd, I'd actually, I'm gonna have to agree with, with Horstocles on this one, man. The the third the third visit with Steve Orlando, you know, you guys talked about just all kinds of bad movies, which is which I absolutely loved. Um, so yeah, man, that that kind of spoke to me in a, you know, it, it touched my heart a little bit with with all the bad movie love. I enjoyed it. Cool.
0: You know what? Before you jump on the head on this one, um, the close number two to that, actually, the only close one to Steve, I think, is probably Frank. The Frank episode was really Frank, good too. Frank, uh, I can never barbaric. Bar, yeah, he's another funny guy. The same line, to Steve. And I mean, if you go by funniness, uh, that yeah, it was really close. What about you, Heather?
2: Um, I don't know. I, I don't think any episode was bad because
0: that should have been your answer, Ryder. I,
2: I, think, um, <laughs> I think all the episodes lead to greater things, so I can't say that I there was one that I liked least. I know I'm a party pooper, and I didn't partake, but that's really how I feel. And uh, nothing, nothing against Will, but I don't know. I think I have to say my favorite episode was when we interviewed Claudio. That was my favorite, and 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 his wife. They were both fabulous. So
1: the one where you were drooling.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> For me, the uh, the least favorite episode is not because of content, because it was actually a good episode. It was the uh, Peter Cimetti episode. The microphones messed up horribly. Oh, yeah. And when we called him, he didn't have a computer we could Skype him with, so we had to call his phone, and it was his cell phone, so it kept dropping reception the whole time we were talking to him. And it took me, like, 14 hours to edit that episode, and it still sounded like shit.
0: <laughs> you know, Peter Samedi's a really cool guy. Yeah. I mean oh, he, He's he? constantly tweeting with us, and and, oh, yeah. and uh, of course, his movie and everything else.
1: Like I said, it wasn't because of content. It was solely because of how much energy I had to put into that show, and it still sounded like garbage. I really like to have him back on again. Yeah, we will. We will at some point. Uh, as far as my favorite episode, <laughs> I think for me, it has to be we may have gone too far. Really? The raccoon genitals episode. Raccoon yeah, genitals, raccoon that was, genitals. That was pretty funny. Because it was just the three of us and we were so like relaxed and all of us were in great moods and I mean everything just gelled that night. I think that's probably our funniest episode the three of us have put out without any guests. What Mexican Robolo? <laughs>
2: Mexican Robo Love. The bonus pod is really good too.
1: Yeah, but the bonus pod was was built over months and it was a labor of
0: love. <laughs> and that a lot of toilet humor. Yeah, but, but you guys you guys uh, wrapped
2: it up at the end with the
1: low two and that
2: that was, that was <laughs> the low one. two. <laughs> See, you're still both cracking up. You
1: ever given anybody a low two, Chris?
3: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And there've been low low twos on this show. <laughs> that's how we close out every show. After we say "keep
0: on laughing, bitches," we low two. Who the hell are you low two? <laughs> low two <twoing> and me. <laughs> and that's it for the trivia. That's yeah. pretty cool, actually. That was good. That was nice uh, just, trivia on us. Just a nice little walk down memory lane. Mm hmm. Okay. I hate memories. <laughs> uh,
1: but now we're going on to our oldest and longest running segment. Tell me a funny story. So, Chris, you're up. <music>
3: Okay, sure. Well, I guess I, I so I have two stories I can share with you. Um, like I said, you know, I grew up in the church, so this both of these stories—they're both about like the same pair of pastors. One's about the husband, and one's about the wife. Okay. Uh, so the first one, you know, uh, when these when these pastors moved here, you know, to South City, took over our church. He knew that I love bad movies because I absolutely do. You know, he's a movie fan as well, and said, you know what? Let's let like, go see a movie. He's the new pastor. He's gonna bond with his congregation so he decided he wanted to see bloody valentine in 3d (laughs) have you guys seen this
1: miguel has yeah (laughs)
3: well you know not a great movie i personally like i voted for going to see the wrestler so probably not even a much better choice
1: (laughs) i've seen the wrestler
3: right and the wrestler's great man i absolutely loved it um but anyway so yeah he knew i liked horror films and so he's like no chris like this is what we're gonna go see it'll be great so i'm like all right fine and miguel you've seen the movie yeah Yes. So there's this one scene where this lady is naked and it's not like in a lot of horror films, there's like, there's like pretty naked where like the woman like looks good and like, you know, it's a little bit tantalizing and you're like, all right, this is fine. Mm -hmm. In this scene, like she's just naked, naked. And it is just horrible. It's not pretty to look at. And it felt like it went on like forever. And so there's me sitting here like next to my new pastor just like watching this horrible scene of like this topless woman like run around, and we're just kind of looking at each other like out of the corner of her eye, like you know, like is this cool? Uh, we're like about a second ready to leave, like at any given second. And yeah, it was just like the most horrible, like painful experience uh, that he's ever had, and and that became known as like a Chris moment because from then on in, you know, like every time we go see a movie, there had to be just that that awkward Chris moment because, you know, I like really weird movies, so yeah. Um, that kind of became our, our bonding experience. Go check it out, and, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Knowing that you're going to go see a horror film, you know there's always gratuitous nudity in these movies.
3: <laughs>
0: that had to be really awkward next to the bastard. <laughs> okay, so do you know
3: the scene I'm talking about, Miguel?
0: Yeah, I know what scene you're talking about.
3: But isn't that scene like so much worse than like your average? Yeah, it is.
0: You could have nudged him on the elbow and goes, Hey, nice boobs, eh? <laughs>
3: Uh, it was painful. It was, it was bad. <laughs> eventually, like I said, eventually we laughed it off and it just became what's known as a Chris moment. Um, his wife though, is probably a funnier story that you guys might enjoy a bit more. We went like our whole worship team. Cause like I said, you know, I play, I play music. So I was in their worship team and we went up to like a worship retreat, which was up in Oregon. And so we were all driving up there, a whole worship team and the drive back. I don't remember how it started. But I was sitting up front, um, his wife was driving, and the two, like, for some reason, were just really gassy. (laughs) So we got into a fart contest. Oh my god. And it just, like, went, and this is like a 12-hour drive of just, like, us farting. Like, it was just, it was an awful time for everyone else in the car. (laughs) And the two of us are just dying up front. We stopped for dinner, we stopped at Taco Bell just to, like, make it worse. (laughs) And what she would do... Is she would fart, roll down the window for a second to like get the airflow back, and then roll it up again so all the fart would like go into the back seat.
0: Oh <laughs> damn! <laughs> I'd had to kill somebody. <laughs> strategic move.
3: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a messed up move because by the end of the night, you know everybody's sleeping in the back seat and you know we're kind of calmed down, but she farts and all and you know rolls up you know rolls down the window, lets it go in the back. And all of a sudden you hear somebody like scream from the back from like a deep sleep. Oh my God, my eyes are burning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can taste through my mouth.
3: Oh. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty bad, man. Like a 12 hour drive of just hot box and farts.
1: <laughs> that reminds me of a funny story from a road trip that I took. Since I'm supposed to tell one today as well. So a bunch of my friends and I went to Louisiana to go gamble. And uh, I was driving. My friend Calvin was sitting in the seat next to me. And then we had two other friends in the back. And it was really foggy. It had rained that night. And it was getting cold. So all of I-10, which is the major highway that runs between Texas and Louisiana, was just covered in fog. So we were taking it at like 50 miles an hour or slower, headlights on. And there was nobody else around us. It was like 3 a.m. We were driving back. We made it about halfway. And we started hearing this motorcycle. And it was really loud. It was just... And we were looking around. We were trying to see where the motorcycle was, but it was so foggy. We could only see a few feet in front of us. So we were looking and looking, and then it went away. We were like, okay, that was weird. And then it came back. And then it went away. And then it came back. And this happened like five or six times. And Calvin and I are getting like freaked out. Because, I mean, it's a real scary scene straight out of Silent Hill. We're driving down the road. (laughs) There's fog everywhere. We're hearing this phantom motorcycle. We can't see the guy anywhere. I mean, if there is a motorcycle, he's riding around with no headlight on. And all of a sudden, uh, one of my passengers in the back seat, m- like the motorcycle sound shows up. And then all of a sudden, the guy goes, mm-hmm. and the motorcycle sound went away. <laughs> and I turned around and looked at him. It was one of the guys in my fucking back seat. He was snoring, and it sounded like a goddamn motorcycle. It was so
2: loud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <coughs> None of us knew that it was coming from inside of the car. Damn. So nobody nobody ever shares a room with that guy when we, when we ever take trips anymore. <laughs> His <laughs> snoring has become legendary. you got any funny road trip stories?
2: I was pretty dumb. I do. I have one. Okay. So we were driving to camp, my dad and I, and and uh, my best friend Belinda. And uh, she and I were in the backseat. This will go along with the farting contest. And um, <laughs> it was pretty funny because... I had been eating Fritos and drinking uh, Fanta Grape Soda, and I and I and she kept saying, "Okay, burp again." We were like burping and seeing who could burp. Okay, well the last, the, the like the third and final burp that I decided to do, I like throw up my Fritos and Grape Soda all oh over her at the backseat, <laughs> and she was so grossed out, and then I was like, "I win." <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I'm never riding with you people.
2: <laughs> Can we still talk about that to this stage? I was like, remember that time I threw up on you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> How old were you? I was like eight or nine. That's awesome. Not really. It was pretty gross. <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't think of any right now. I, I think of one incident that happened. Is you know, I drive back. I used to drive back and forth to Buffalo. We are in Buffalo to go see the in-laws. And I usually do most of the driving. And, of course, my legs get tired, my feet, they get, you know, the shoes, they feel like they're constricted. Because you're you're
1: riding in the Flintstone car, I know.
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while when you drop the gas like you guys do, my wife's like, oh, she'll instantly lower the window down. She knows. Like, whatever move I'm doing, I'm fidgeting in my chair, she instantly lowers the window down because she knows what's coming. But they were all asleep. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. I was somewhere in, by Cincinnati, Ohio. And I was tired and I was falling asleep. And so I lowered the windows and I took my shoes off. No more than a second, seconds that I took my shoes off was my wife. <laughs> like, even the boys in the backseat were gagging. Like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Put your shoes back on. Did something die? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm male, I'm an athlete, you know, shoes smell a little You're bit. You're an athlete? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> what sport do you play? <laughs> uh, you know,
2: Horse
0: I, to <laughs> I coach basketball, so I I run in the practice and I do all that stuff. So I was very active in there. So these are the shoes that I that was wearing, you know, and you just got to spray them and clean them out. And I missed a couple springs, I guess. Or a <laughs> clean, and I put the hurt on them, the hurt locker. It's important when you get sprayed, man. You got to clean it but, yeah, so um, that's, you know, I never crapped myself on a road trip, if that's what you're wondering, no. Oh, or never you. anything like that or nothing crazy. Just took my shoes off and might killed my family. They felt like they were eating it. And they were like, ah, I can taste it. In my mouth. That's why I made that comment earlier. I can taste
2: it in my mouth. I have another one. I peed in a cup on the seven-mile bridge between, uh, in, you know, through Louisiana. Because there was no bathroom and there was a hailstorm. Yeah.
1: I can top that. I peed on the side of a 18-wheeler. We were driving from Houston to Dallas for a, a card tournament and all the roads got flooded and I had to go to the bathroom so bad and there was nowhere to go, so I got out and it was literally flooded on the side of the road, so you couldn't even cross like the drainage ditch to get anywhere to the woods or whatever. So all I really do is go stand by the eighteen wheeler and do it. So I went and pissed on the side of an eighteen wheeler and the truck driver got out and almost got in a fight with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't you know you're supposed to put it in a jug? Yeah, well <laughs> you yeah. know, the truck was as good a good place anyway. Uh, but I do have I do have one more funny story uh, since we're talking about cars and stuff. And this was actually about my sister, uh, which I told this year I was going to tell a few stories about my family since I have not done that yet. Um, so I was like eight or nine years old. And we went to Florida to visit my grandparents. While we were there, we did all kinds of stuff. We went to the beach. We went to Universal Studios. We went to Disney World. And on the day we went to Disney World, it was like the hottest day of the summer. It was middle of July. It's like 103 degrees. just Just horribly, gruesomely hot. And we were there all day. We were there from open of the park until the close of the park. By the time we got out to the parking lot, there was like no cars left. So, yeah, you because know, we there were three kids, me and my two sisters, my parents, you know, we wanted to do everything we could possibly do since so my parents were forking up so much money because Disney is expensive. And we get back to the car and I mean, we'd been in the car a lot since we drove from Oklahoma to Florida and then went to Disney World like two days later. Uh, we get to the car and open it up and just this rancid smell hits everybody it smells like shit met sweat met death and it's just horrible <laughs> and my dad is like what the fuck is that smell he's like everybody get out of the car and he goes around he checks all of us to make sure we didn't shut our pants when we got in <laughs> and then he starts pulling everything out of the car because he can't drive like that he's like it's it's intolerable to even be in the car he starts pulling all of our stuff out he's like damn it justin i told you not to leave your shoes in the car i told you not to leave your socks in the car Starts pulling stuff out and I'm like, it's not, it's not me. I didn't leave anything in the car. And my sister's like, I didn't leave anything either. They pull, he pulled every single thing out of the car. Couldn't figure out what the fuck the smell was. My mom sprayed whatever perfume she had in the car to try to make it a little bit better. We all got back in and it, the smell was still just there. We started driving down the road. My dad has all the windows open and he's just complaining like, what the hell do these kids do? They ruined the van. Now it smells like shit. Out of nowhere, my little sister in the backseat goes, Mom, there's something wrong with my clam. We had gone to the beach the day before and she had picked a clam up and brought it with her to Disney World and left it in the 102-degree car. And <laughs> <laughs> the clam got cooked. <laughs> oh, my God. It was
2: a clam
0: bake. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: So that's the stinkiest experience I've ever had in a car. Well, that's, that's it for Tell Me a Funny Story. So let's move on to the last thing on our agenda. Comic book, movie, and TV news. So what do you want to talk about first? Give me some TV news, man. TV news. Apparently Melissa Benwast from Glee has been cast as Supergirl for the CBS show.
0: Who the hell is Melissa Benwast? She plays Marley on Glee. Oh, okay. I don't know. Marley. That's all I had to say was Marley. I would have figured it out. Okay. I don't watch that show, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know their real names. Huh. Interesting. She's gonna be Supergirl? She's gonna play Supergirl. She's not very big.
1: Well, Supergirl's kind of petite as well. That's not what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Bendis' Powers TV series has gotten a release date, of March 10th. Uh, Right now it's scheduled to be a PlayStation Network exclusive, which means unless you have a PlayStation, you can't even watch it. Hmm. But at least it's coming out, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's that's it for TV. Not a big week for that. Give me some movie news. Movies?
3: Just to go back, did you catch that uh, David Tennant is going to be the the purple man in Daredevil?
1: No, I hadn't heard that. I didn't see that one yet.
3: Yeah, that came out today.
1: Huh. That'll be a cool villain.
3: Yeah, I think I think he could be pretty cool with that.
0: <laughs> Billy Zane? He's <laughs> a <it> purple outfit?
1: <laughs> so you said movies? Yeah, give me some movies.
0: Okay. Apparently
1: X-Men Apocalypse is not going to include Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen. Really? Oh. Yep. they're stepping away from the X-Men franchise. Uh, what? It's going to focus on the younger X-Men. And they've replaced a lot of those actors as well. What? Uh, Alexandra Shipp is going to be Storm. Sophie Turner is going to be Jean Grey. She's the one who plays Sansa Stark. Mm-hmm, I saw that. And uh, Ty Sheridan is going to play Cyclops.
0: Oh, okay. So basically the, the guy that plays Professor X is still going to be him.
1: It's still going to be Fassbender and uh, what's his name? Shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Magneto guy. And, of course, you know, Wolverine. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's not going anywhere. I understand. Okay, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting change. I'm not sure about that either. So, you know, um, Tom Hardy stepped away from Suicide Squad. We, we mentioned that before. That I movie's mean, just
0: going to be one big mess up anyway.
1: Well, go ahead. <laughs> it's DC, so you never really know. Uh, uh, I know. Apparently, t- apparently, General Flag was not heavily featured in the script. Like, originally he was, and then he got you know, reduced and reduced his part in the story and more was given to the Joker and to Harley. So he didn't feel like he wanted to do it anymore and he stepped away. Okay. So they offered it to Jake Gyllenhaal who accepted initially and then turned turned it down himself when he saw the rewrites. Okay. So now they still don't have anybody to play that role.
2: <laughs> it's too bad. Jake Gyllenhaal would have been
1: good. he could have been an interesting choice for the, the character. Um, there's also rumors that came out today that Michael Shannon is going to reprise his role of Zod in the Batman vs. Superman movie except that he's not going to play play Zod. He's going to play Zod's corpse, which is going to be experimented on by Luther and turned into Doomsday. Ooh, nice little twist. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah.
3: I like that, too. What do you
1: Mm -hmm. feel about that, Chris?
3: Um, yeah, I I did read that. I think that could be interesting. I thought Michael Shannon was pretty good. I think he's a good actor. Yeah.
0: DC's just messing crap up, man. It's just taking too damn long. Taking too damn long, too many damn rewrites, recasts, too much crap. By the time they get the movie out, no one's going to give a damn. I don't give a damn already. <laughs> <laughs> Is Harley coming out in the movie and you don't even care anymore? I don't even give a damn. I'm, I'm <sighs> done with it. That's sad. It's, it's that lame, really.
3: I, I think it's just sort of a... I think DC's too, I think they're just trying to copy Marvel instead of doing their own thing. And yeah. I think that's a mistake for them.
0: They just make them all animated and they'll be great.
1: They should have just <laughs> put Christopher Nolan on retainer and just kept making dark, gritty everything. Right? <laughs> I mean, Marvel is all lighthearted and humorous and not too serious of a tone in their movies. And, you know, DC, if they'd kept going with the Batman
0: revamp, it could have been good. That's all you need. Batman has some ass kicking. Yeah. That's it. Ra's al Ghul here and there. Too late now, though. (laughs) Yes. All right, let's see. That's uh,
1: that's it for movies. Okay. So comics. Yes. Uh, I know you're not really aware of this yet, but uh, Marvel Universe is ending in May. Uh, The next big crossover event is called Secret Wars, which... Relates to all the other secret wars that Marvel's had. I was thinking that shit already happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if it's not a secret if everybody knows.
1: But uh, what's going to happen is that pieces of lots of different known universes within the overall Marvel universe are going to come together to form one world called Battle World. And it's going to be broken up into different sectors or countries or whatever you want to call it where different groups of people are going to going to live. Like there will be... The Manhattan we know from the Earth-616 where the Avengers and Spider-Man and Fantastic Four are located. And then right next to it, there's going to be the Manhattan from the Ultimate Universe where Miles Morales lives. And then you're going to have the 2099 world. And then you're going to have like a spider world where there's all the spiders from Spider-Verse. And you're going to have lots of different things like that. Thanos is a big part of it. Uh, Other events are a big part of it. Civil War somehow tied in. House of M is somehow tied in. It's going to be one big thing where they kind of bring... Everything they've done for the last fifty years together, and then somehow end the universe and then rebirth it into an all new, all different marble. So they can just reboot everything, sons of Well, they're gonna end everything in spectacular fashion, <sighs> apparently, and then start it over kind of like the new fifty two did for DC, is
0: what I think. So you're basically telling me Al Man's gonna show up and say it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> blow up the real world, like <laughs> the rest of them. Boom, 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 boom. Come on, man. I don't know. One universe, huh? in many different worlds well I guess it's better no longer we have to deal with like you said earlier you know traveling through loopholes or going back to here it, back it here, will kind yeah, of yeah
1: it will kind of eliminate some of the
0: stupid time travel stories and some of the alternate reality jumps and stuff like that so will there be books centered on just certain parts of these worlds I mean is it going to be like one book that's going to like touch every little world here and there or is it going to be like the spider world is it going to be like a new comic that just comes out on the spider world it's called spider verse whatever
1: I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a, a overall miniseries like Original Sin or Infinity or any of that was. And then there's also going to be spinoffs and all of it's going to tie into the event. Okay. But when the event ends with the last issue, I think that's the end of the Marvel Universe as we know it. Okay. And it'll be reborn into whatever they expect the new one to look like. They've given a few clues like the free comic book day book that's coming out this year is the all new, all different Avengers. Okay. So it's going to be a completely different team and honestly anybody could be on it. You really have no way of knowing, hmm. uh, but I think Marvel's dropping a lot of hints in some of their books now. Like uh, in the last X Factor, which you didn't read, Miguel O'Hara was talking about how 2099 had changed and that um, the Maestro Hulk had taken over the entire world. Hmm. He was like some kind of king. <laughs> so I'm, I'm imagining like that's going to play into this. So when you see 2099, it's going to be Maestro Hulk and ruling his little empire and things like that. I'm sure you're going to find out more as Marvel goes on. But I'm kind of excited to see it. I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea of uh, a reboot. Since it's a company-wide reboot, they're, they're starting over with everything. I'd rather see them do that than just have another new Avengers title or another new X-Men title. And hopefully when they do reboot it, there's like, this is the X-Men. This is the Avengers. It's not like, this is the Avengers and the all-new Avengers and the new Avengers and the mighty Avengers. And, you know, it'll be one title instead of 15, at least for a while.
0: Yeah, that I don't like I like that. Like you said, we don't need 15 damn titles. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. That's
1: cool. Hopefully they listen to the fans and listen to the comic shops and and make those kinds of adjustments. Hopefully they don't butcher it and leave gaps or God knows what. Well, Hickman's Hickman's running the whole thing, and he's been working on this apparently since he started with the Avengers run that's going on now, building up to the the stuff with the time Infinity Gen. So he he seems like he's good at the long story. He seems like he's got a plan in in place for it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. We shall see. Yeah, how do you feel about it, Chris?
3: Um, I'm I'm like you. I kind of have a wait and see attitude. If it, if they, I mean, if they execute it well, I'm I'm all in, man. Cool. And then there's one
1: last thing.
0: Uh, comic Aha. news. <laughs> oh,
3: damn. <laughs>
1: uh, apparently, Tim and Steve Seely are putting out a book called "The Art of He Man and the Masters of the Universe." Uh, it's going to have a collection of all the little bitty comic strips. You remember when you used to buy the He-Man toys? Yeah, and they came with the comic book in the back. Uh-huh. There's just like a little four or five page comic book. Well, apparently it's gonna have a collection of all of those
2: cool.
0: in it.
1: It's gonna have a whole bunch of different artwork, a whole bunch of different stories, and it's gonna kind of tell the the story of how He-Man came from being this one little action figure to being the you know huge thing that it was back in the '80s. It, it looks like a really cool hardcover they're putting out, so I'm I'm probably gonna pick that up. You know, being the huge He-Man fan that I am. Of course. <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to read it and not buy it. <laughs> what do you say? I'm cheap? Yeah. Cheap the <laughs> clue. If Merman's in it, I'm picking up. Oh, you Merman. know Mer- you know, Merman's going to be in there. He's important. All right. We should give a shout-out to our sponsor real quick. Go um, ahead. If you enjoy the show and you want to support us, there's a couple ways you can do that. You can go to tweakedaudio.com, use promo code COMICAL at checkout, and you get a third off the cost of your order, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. They have seven different styles of headphones and seven different colors. They're great headphones. They'll block out the world, and, and you can just focus on our podcast and our soothing voices. So,
0: hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go support us. Check that out. Definitely. Or or if you want to donate directly, you can go to our PayPal, which is podcast at gmail.com. Any support is greatly appreciated. Uh, we do have a lot of cons coming up, so we need some uh, some extra funds for that. <laughs>
0: We've got to
1: buy more, more
0: shirts and more uh, flyers, just all kinds of shit. Justin keeps on talking about getting me a, uh, getting me the outfit.
1: Oh yeah, we, we're so definitely going to the con. We're going to get in touch with some of our cosplayer friends and have them build you a legit horse cleese costume. Because eventually, what I want to do with the horse minions comic, when we have enough content, is I'd like for Chris and I to compile it into a hardcover that we could sell at cons or online or whatever. I'm sure Chris is game for that too. And then, yeah, you know, we'll have you as our mascot. Right. You know, we'll have somebody build you the, the costume, and you can stand out there and promote it and dance, and like, you know, you can have one of those signs you, like, flip around. And Lord Horse <laughs> doesn't dance, and
0: he is not a puppet. Lord Horse Cleese demands and runs things. These people want to give you money. Okay, he may dance. He'll <laughs> do whatever you want.
1: <laughs> There's only one horse, and it's horse to sleep. So we, we know it. Oh. Also, uh, we are trying to get all of our listeners to go to podcastawards.com and vote for us in all of the relevant categories. There's a ton of categories. When you go to the main page, it lets you write in what you want to vote for. So like entertainment, comedy, people's choice, all those categories, anything else you think we might fit into, just write our name in, click submit, give them your email address. I know it's a real long shot that we'll actually get one of the 10 nominations in one of the categories, but it would be awesome if we did. So, uh, we'd appreciate it immensely if any of you would go out there and do that for us. Yes. Also, if you want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, find us at facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter, I'm at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast two.
2: I'm at comical podcast three.
1: And if you want to follow Chris, you can find him at,
2: at Baron Kreider.
1: And uh, lastly, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes and Stitcher and leave us a five star review because we got to give those numbers up. That's right. Five stars. Well, you want to close out the show, Chris? Minions,
3: keep on laughing, bitches.